Welcome to the Cryptonomy Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Farron. This is a weekly podcast released every single Friday where I try and dive deep into the cryptocurrency and blockchain markets, analyzing some price actions, maybe some media news and company developments, and trying to educate you on this emerging space. Now, this is season two. In the first season, I did eight episodes on my own and just going through specific topics such as psychology, internet of things and market direction, things like that. This is now a new format and I'm going to be interviewing a guest every single week who is with that active within the space. And this week, my first guest goes by the name of Crypto Chris. He's a cryptocurrency trader, content creator on YouTube and Instagram. And today we're going to be covering technical price action and analyzing the charts and looking at potential scenarios that could play out in the coming months. So Chris, introduce yourself, please, and uh, to the podcast. Yes, guys. Um, just like Tom said, I go by the name of uh, Crypto Chris on Instagram and on YouTube. I've been actively trading cryptocurrencies for over a year now. I started in uh, trading equity markets for about two years ago. Then I got into crypto, and eventually I saw the potential of cryptocurrency and and the blockchain technology. And ever since then, I've just been hooked on the market, and I just want to portray in a way to make the average person understand technical analysis and cryptocurrency and just a way to simplify it instead of to overcomplicate it. So yeah, back over to you, Tom. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, I just want to first, first of all, establish kind of what type of a trader you are, what type of strategy you use. Do you use the, the hodling strategy, the whole long-term holding? Are you more of a swing trader, maybe a day trader? What are your kind of preferences there? Well, um, first of all, when I got into uh, crypto trading, I didn't really know what I was doing. It was over a year ago. So um, I just watched a few videos and it was in that kind of mentality of, uh, of just hodl and just keep buying and just hodl. But in a bear market, it wasn't the most, the most profitable strategy, in, in my opinion. And since then, that's why I got into learn to technical analysis and and just to understand uh, the market psychology a bit more because that's one thing not many people see don't understand is that that markets move in cycles instead of yeah. just keep buying and then obviously price keeps going lower and instead of to trade it and know when to be in a in a trade and when to come out of, out of a trade that's, so, that's yeah that's very similar to me actually because i i don't think you need that much skill to actually invest in the market and to huddle the market um in that sense i think i got into swing trading because i needed to make money in a bear market essentially and the market wasn't moving up and it wasn't being profitable so i need to make a new strategy i need to develop a little bit more and so do you do you go for the the swing trading or the day trading just specifically at, at the moment what what i've kind of gathered is that the best type of trading to do at the moment is is swing trading and yeah, when I swing trade, um, I think you have to a find a, a a good project, find another project that's got a lot of use case and a lot of utility. Find a, a project that's that's solving a, an issue, and the best play at the moment for me has been with um, a lot of fundamental news, with a lot of upcoming fundamental news. I with uh, Binance Coin. Um, I started trading that coin roundabout when it was about at the $10 mark before they made this announcement of the 
initial exchange offerings and ever since then price has just been growing so i like to combine like swing trading but i like to include with upcoming fundamental news and an actual coin that's got real use case so that's how i've been trading like recently and that's what's paid off yeah that makes sense do you look at the actual volume because for me i only swing trade bitcoin and ether because it's got the highest amount of volume um and so the the theory goes that it would be the less the less volatile in a sense yeah i mean i mean volume play plays a lot so what i do if i if i go to start off the day to trade so i go over to binance because that's the that's the main exchange i use and that's the main exchange like the most popular exchange in my opinion yeah, yeah. a lot of people use so i look about what the top five coins are you know averaging in volume because those, those will be the most liquid um coins to go into it so yeah. if you want to trade in and out and you're not waiting for like a day or or, or so to, to actually to get that sell order um filled in yeah yeah, yeah. very true yeah Yep. So you stick on you stick on Binance. Really, is the main exchange that you preferred exchange? I think it is the one with the most volume. I think, it's, I think it is. Yeah. Because you get a lot of exchanges at the moment that they kind of obviously it's been it's been all over the media uh, about uh, exchanges just uh, pumping the the volume. With actually, it's not it's it's not organic money going in. It's not organic. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of fake. So coins yeah. can list the the coins on that certain exchange so i like to stick to binance i mean um they they've been very transparent you know even with the hack that's happened or very transparent of what actually happened and 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 i like i like obviously the Binance coin but i wouldn't keep too much money on any exchange to be honest um Mm. no 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 definitely not it's in cold storage it's not exactly that safe is it definitely not no um so I've been following you on Instagram and YouTube for, for a few months now, and I see that you share a lot of your trades, ideas, and um, some of your setups. Do you think that that helps with your personal development as, as a person and also your growth as a trader um, with that kind of accountability, with that judgment from maybe other people? Um, does, that, does that help you grow and, and with your own trading? Um, yeah, because if if you because I, I see it as part of a uh, a journey, you'd probably obviously be able to relate when if you go back to your very first video on YouTube and you go to your most recent video. I mean, like within yourself, you can probably see the the, the progression that's 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 been made from your very first YouTube yeah. video, your first Insta post, how far your technical analysis has come on, and also when I put a lot of my stuff out there. Um, it's it's obviously it's it's open to criticism. I mean, you you basically you putting it on the line there because if you if you're brave enough or you basically put putting your walls on the line because yeah, people you are, yeah. are on there to to judge you with your trades. I mean, um, so far I've been getting a lot of good feedback. I've had a lot of feedback of people that saying that they say uh, the way you put your trades is a lot more simple it's not it's not as overcomplicated as some mm. some obviously people that do technical analysis i mean i see it myself um that's why i started my instagram and my youtube i just wanted to make it a bit more of a simple way for the everyday person that so that so because technical analysis can be quite a scary thing to get into yeah, because yeah. some people look yeah. at it and just automatically just get really 
scared about it because it looks too complicated but if you simplify it and use simple words i mean i think it like and the feedback that i get just makes it all, all worth it when you get someone that says they've made some money off your trade or they feel that they've learned more from watching you than they did buying a two thousand pound three thousand pound course in the park yeah, i mean yeah. it means a lot to me and it kind of it, it kind of shows me where i want to go into the future with with obviously with teaching obviously just like yourself that's really good to hear actually yeah because you're putting out the content to actually have a positive impact on on other people and also it seems that you're taking that maybe that competitiveness that judgment from online and actually fueling it and putting it into a positive output for you as well rather than it because uh, for a lot of people it can be quite um quite negative and it can have negative repercussions on them they can feel maybe a little bit uh too too judgmented um because of the amount of noise on social media and if they put a trade out there if they put a certain setup or a certain idea it might be difficult for them to get that feedback but it seems that you found a, a good way to to receive that yeah i mean the, the thing is obviously you you've noticed with a lot of other people that put content out there there's a lot of um there's a lot of ego out there when like if someone says all right um they think the markets are going to drop even if the market goes in the opposite direction they're very reluctant to um to change the bias and obviously I, I think as as a trader especially in crypto and bitcoin your bias it, you have to be very flexible in your bias yeah, to, very to, true, yeah. to change, especially if you're trading off the the one hour or if you're trading off the four hour even if, yeah. you, if you're day trading it you have to be able to switch that bias quickly because um everyone knows about the crypto market being very uh manipulated i mean when they push the market in the opposite direction it's just to to trap people in and then they shoot the market back up into the other direction yeah yeah that's very true i think i think recently i saw in our last post i think you had a short setup on bitcoin i, I had a long setup on bitcoin did you have a short setup on bitcoin i think yeah it was um because what what i could see what was playing out was a it was a a bear flag formation it like if you like because you usually get the the down pole you get some consolidation and you get further downside i mean i've seen it happen many 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 yeah. many times obviously trading trading bitcoin it looked like a uh a valid setup to me but what happened is it broke under the the trend line because that's the confirmation i wait for but then price pretty much rebounded back inside when above the trend line so that kind of invalidated that trend but the way i look at it all right i got this one wrong now to obviously don't don't like look back at it too much now to obviously you need to move to where the current price is and, and trade yeah. and trade off that definitely because i had that long setup and it was about i think it was about 500 pips up but my target was around two two thousand pips it was at, at around the nine thousand six hundred dollar level and i closed it out this morning because I realized that the market was, was changing hands. And I feel like I didn't want to stick to my bias and stick to my ego in a sense that we were saying before, I've got to adapt to the market very quickly and be flexible and not be um, just fixated on one bias or my previous bias. And you do have to be very flexible in this market. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Obviously like at the moment, even though say um, my, that bias and the the setup went against me obviously at the moment even looking at myself and obviously i saw your your obviously 
your voice note about how price was looking pretty weak. I mean, the candles are just looking yeah very weak at the moment, obviously. It looks like the bears or well, the sellers are more in control at the moment. And obviously, the bears are back, yeah. and uh, even just look at simple, simple candlestick obviously patterns, it's just looking that like a reversal is is coming sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah, but it, it looks like it's me. What's your what's your thoughts on the actual overall market? Are you are you a bull or you're a bear at the moment? Are you saying that we're actually in a bullish market or a bearish market? Because I've I've seen a lot of things on um on Twitter, on a lot of things on the media saying that we're in a bull market. And I think it's quite dangerous to throw out this adjective out there. What's your thoughts on that? Um obviously I Twitter's probably probably the best place to um, to see people's obviously opinions and projections. I mean, on the one side you've got people saying, right, this is just a a bull rally, not a bull market. Price is going to eventually go back down to under the three thousand, go back down to yearly lows. Yeah. And then you've got some people that have said, right, um, you've had that eighty five percent retracement. That's happened in the past. Um, you have a lot of indicators that have shown that's happened, like um, the 200-day moving average touching, like obviously on the weekly chart touching, and that was yeah. and once it touched and rebounded, that signified a bull market. Um, I think um, there's a lot more confirmations to to be said before you can say it's in a in a a full-on bull market and then price is going to carry on higher yeah, so I think, also what, what, was, what was your confirmation what would your confirmation be are you looking at this ema are you looking at structure levels are you looking at support and resistance what would confirm it for you i think there's two things that will confirm it one i think that six thousand that ultimate six thousand needs to be tested once again okay that's that's in my opinion that's a big one i mean if if price goes under it and just starts falling underneath it and starts going to the 4,000s, 3,000s. Mm. And I'll say, yeah, it's, it, we, can't, we can't confirm any kind of bull market. But if price touches it, holds, and you've got a lot of um, buying pressure in that region and price just starts really climbing up. And another region I'll look out is for the 11,500 um, price region as well to be broken. Because um, I know it's a bit hard to see on the charts, but if you go back... Yeah, I'm having a look at it now, yeah. You'd see there was like, uh, on 11 and a half, there was like a like a double top uh, rejection. And that and after we like broke under that, that kind of initiated like the, the bear market that it was kind of com- confirmation bear market was was in play. Yeah, so we had kind of a, a double top on the daily and then on the weekly we had kind of two consecutive bearish engulfing patterns. That's what we're kind of looking at there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What What's your thoughts on the eight thousand four hundred level? Because that's something that I've actually, uh, I've been quite vocal on that. Because based upon structure, that's that's what I would look at. I would look at the previous uh, lower high level, and if that's broken above, then we're in a bull market. And if it's not, then then we're actually not. And at the moment, for me, we're still in a bearish market. What's your thoughts on eight four hundred? I mean, eight eight thousand four hundred was was. I mean. It was kind of like pricing that a lot of people, like a lot of traders and a lot of people that put on the stuff on social media were looking at for the 8,400 to be broken. Obviously, we broke above it and we briefly touched that 9,000. Yeah. 
and then people then obviously as soon as we touch that nine thousand people say like ten thousand next ten thousand next and then i think it was within like five or ten minutes price just slammed all the way back down and that, that kind of said to me that was kind of like a, a low it was kind of like a um a bull trap if you like a yeah. lot of not people in thinking that was going to go to ten thousand but obviously one like once again obviously the this market like if you're not you have to be two three steps ahead otherwise you're gonna lose a lot of money very quick and be humbled very quickly that's so, very true yeah um eight thousand four hundred was a like was it was like a main price i was looking at but obviously once we broke under it and at like compared to where prices is, is is at the moment um i think price it's gonna i think it's gonna go to this by the end of the week i could see it going to the seven thousand obviously region mm. and then i'll wait for that six thousand region to be to be tested but yeah eight thousand four hundred i wanted to break above it and obviously maintain and consolidate and then carry on moving up obviously that never happened no, we did create that doji candle on the weekly. Um, and that kind of that kind of provided a little bit of indecision to the market and, and didn't really confirm they're in a bull market or, or a bear market. And then we've had this obviously bearish candle now and it, what looks like an evening star for the weekly candle for this last three weeks. Um, so as you said, it does look like quite bearish at the moment and um, 7,000 is definitely probably one of the next targets. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that um, Doji candle that happened, like, like if you look from the um, previously, obviously we didn't have much, much bearish candles, obviously happening, especially on on a weekly time frame. That was the first kind of indication that I saw last week that price can be reversing, and I think we're obviously with the confirmation of this week's candle is just sh it's showing to everyone. Um, that price, it, it looks like it's about to slam down. Yeah, this is the biggest weekly candle since the 19th of November week yeah. of, of last year. So it just shows the, the significance and how big it actually is. And, and of course, we all know that the 12th of November, the 19th of November, those two weeks were the break of $6,000. And that, they were like enormous weeks in the market. And we've had a similar move now. So could we have a, a similar retracement? Uh, it could be on the cards. Yeah, I mean, I'm expecting, like, obviously, like I said about with crypto and, and trading Bitcoin, obviously, you need to remain, like, two, three steps ahead. I, even though every every single trader out there has looked at this pattern and been like, right, this is definitely the reversal everyone's been waiting for. But sometimes I always think, is this just another like bear trap if you like so everyone everyone goes short but then all of a sudden come monday tuesday price absolutely rockets up they'll always remain cautious when i see these kind of patterns i mean in the forex market everyone was short it and, and nine out of ten times um it will come into play but obviously when you're dealing with crypto which i think is a different kind of animal to forex yeah. you just got to have that you know just have that suspicion if you like if, if this market's just been played out like this you know um by people with the most money i do like that yeah it's a it is kind of you have to be wary and kind of on your toes uh suspicion because there is a lot less volume in this market and so it's going to be more volatile 
and there's going to be sharper swings in the market. So, you, as you as you said, you got to be a bit suspicious. And maybe think like the institutions. I've heard that quite a lot. Maybe think like the bigger players who have a lot more volume. What would they actually do? Yeah, that that that's the thing because they have. Um, what people need to realize, obviously, these, especially was, like you said, in the crypto market, there's not as much uh, liquidity as in the in the forex market. This this market can be like manipulated in, in in a heartbeat, and when everyone thinks price is about to sink, it's just it's just absolutely rockets up. I mean, it's especially I would say since the thirteenth of of the month i mean you've had this kind of like pattern playing out where if you've when when price is being consolidated consolidating on the low people that have put in shorts have been wrecked when price has been shooting up people have been putting longs people have been getting wrecked it's just like you've been getting these like um a lot of people call it like bar patterns you, you might have uh, you might have uh, heard of that before i haven't that, heard of that what, what's that dark yeah, but you know bart simpson Oh, but oh, I did. You know, I did see it once actually. The con, the hair, and then it like rejects off it. Yeah, I've seen that. I mean, this this is the kind of pattern that's been happening. So you get a sharp rise, consolidation, back down again. Consolidation, sh- sharp uprise, consolidating, price drops back down again. So it's 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 about staying staying ahead of again and anticipating this that what the next pattern could play out a bit could play out to be. Yeah. And that's why it's important to swing trade and not day trade, I think. Yeah, I mean, with day trading, I mean, uh, there is profits to be made on, on the day trade, but I think it's very fast and furious. And for the everyday person that's got other college, uni, a full-time job, it's very hard to, yeah. to stay on top of day trading in the crypto market. Yeah, it's definitely uh, true. It's kind of a suicidal mission, really, I think, because you, you're taking the most volatile market in the world and you're taking day trading. I mean, it's, it's it's probably one of the riskiest strategies with the most volatile market. Those two together is a very uh, it's a very difficult thing to do, as you said. If you if you are balancing other things and you've got other other um, other mediums to give your attention to, like like a career or like college or things like that. But so for the everyday trader, I think swing trading is probably the best thing to do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, because the thing is with um, day trading, it, I think it creates a lot of um, bad habits as well because people always, they make a bit of money, then people start chasing the next trade and it, and people start over-trading, start uh, using too much leverage. I mean, um, I think anything above 25x leverage, especially on BitMEX, is just uh, absolutely crazy. I mean, you can get wiped out in, in a heartbeat and I get a lot of Instagram uh, messages and a lot of comments on what's the, what's the best leverage to use. Um, would you recommend BitMEX to uh, a beginner? I was like, I, I don't think you should cause I'm, because I've been burnt in, in the past and it's, I say BitMEX and something with high leverage on in today trade is, is very dangerous, especially when you've got these um, long wicks happening in, in the market where price gets pushed down to a certain level so they can wipe out a lot of other newbie traders and then price just reverses i mean the amount of times you've seen these long wicks happening and and when you see a big long wick it's just just major like um 
like uh, manipulation, if you like. It definitely is, yeah. And it, you can even see the one-hour candle at the moment. Um, that's over. That's over two hundred dollars at the moment. And and so we do have these very very large large wicks on the market and large movements. Now, um, when when you started social media, I've been having a look through a lot of your content. You said that you wanted to make trading and investing relevant to the younger generation. Yeah. How well do you think that young people have firstly accepted it and secondly adopted cryptocurrencies? Um, I think it, it starts off, I mean, the young people get curious about trading because um, on social media, especially on Instagram, you you get a lot of people portray the the lifestyle. Um, they 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 sell you the lifestyle before they they sell you anything else, and that kind of what attracts a lot of young people to this game. Um, many people don't realize like if you're going to start doing, say, content creating trades, the amount of work and and hours actually goes into this. People just think it as as a get rich quick. Yeah. And a lot of people have heard the stories in the past that um, you've put a bit, a little bit of money into crypto, and then you've made hundreds of thousands off it. Um, and then people get kind of sucked into this lifestyle. And I, I've never like been one to um, sell the lifestyle. I just want to want to just like just make it easier and just show people, you know, just kind of steer them in the right direction with with trading with with setups, what I kind of look out for, the mistakes that's, that's happened to me. And yeah, so. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think people do get, get sucked in straight away to this instant gratification. And that's the kind of world we live in. That is social media. We expect things straight away and we're not willing to, uh, to work hard at it, to have patience and, and kind of grind out a long journey. We are definitely being programmed to want things straight away and then crypto comes along and it's a really volatile market you can make a lot of money off it and people get enticed in quite quickly i've definitely seen that quite a lot yeah and i think a lot of things that gets portrayed as well is that that every trade is a winning trade not many people um show like the trades that have gone against them or the amount of of money at loss like I, i've talked about in my previous post how sometimes gr even greed gets the better of you yeah where um if i take it back to when i first got into cryptocurrency was back in april i didn't really know what i was doing i can't even tell you what coins i bought on uh, eToro. so yeah. i bought into it and i started making money i thought like this is easy all i had to do was just buy a bit of ethereum a bit of xrp and then um I was all sweet and then money like i saw my money i was 500 dollars in profit 600 dollars in profit 700 dollars in profit and then i got greedy greed got the um better of me and i kept it and i was um like once again when i came back to saying about my bias i was very reluctant to sell it because i thought now it's going to go back up it's going to go back up it's yeah, going to go yeah. back up and it was yeah. obviously eventually i did not realize what a bull market and a bear market was when i should have taken profit when i saw it yeah, 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 definitely. And, um, and this is the thing I've, I'm kind of trying to show on 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 my social media that is that you know teaching, obviously, this the psychology teaching like basically showing people the mistakes I've done, so they don't they don't do the same mistakes I've done in the past as well. 
That, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's a good message to actually spread because I think that when you when you see a lot of Instagram adverts, you see a lot of Instagram pages and lifestyles, they never talk about psychology. No, they don't. They never say, oh, well, you need to um, control your mind. You need to control the, the greed and the emotions because that's not really a, I don't know how to say it. It's not really a, a good marketing technique, is it? It's, it doesn't seem glamorous to, to, um, to promote that. No, it doesn't. And, and uh, unfortunately, um, I mean, what, what, what happens is, is people um, follow these, these big Instagrammers that, that, and traders that have um, been trading for like seven, eight, nine years. And they've kind of either, A, become really good at trading, mastered the psychology of trading. They've got a large capital to trade and then they're showing that 10,000, 20,000 pound profit yeah. and you get a lot of, uh, new, new traders to the game, which they, they struggle with the confidence of the trade, even though the trades going, going in their direction, they've listened to someone with some kind of influence and they've gone with that person. And then the trade's gone actually against what the influencer has said and it causes people to lose a lot of money and it, it causes them to lose a lot of faith in themselves and people start obviously doubting themselves and then when you start doubting yourself you start chasing the next trade and then the next trade is is fading and it kind of gets you to a a vicious cycle if you like where you're in a negative mindset um you've got obviously doubt inside yourself with your trading technique and a lot of people come up to me and they, they will send me their charts or they will send me their trades and will ask me, is that a good trade? What do you think of it? Because they need that validation from someone they believe that's got more knowledge than them instead of obviously, you know, believing in, in their own trading ability and, and learning themselves. And what would your response be to that? Sorry? What would your response be to someone who sent you their chart and asked for that validation? Um, I would never tell someone, um, that looks that looks like a good trade. Yeah, it's a hundred percent because at the end of the day, it's not it's not my money to, mm. to tell someone how to trade. I can kind of guide them in in the right direction. What I kind of seen happening in the market, but I would always, you know, t like tell people in a way that they will kind of you know find the right trade themselves and you know to add to have a trading plan. You know, to have the stop loss, to take profit um don't over over uh, like leverage the trade don't over trade it i mean look for confirmations i'll just you know just kind of nudge them in the right direction instead of you know actually just telling them you know to spoon feed them if you like yeah 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 and also i think that because they might be presenting a chart to you which has maybe um bollinger bands on it maybe an rsi divergence and you don't particularly trade that so you can't give advice on that specific strategy but what you can do is say to them okay, make sure you use a stop loss and don't over leverage and give like kind of simple advice, but um, break it down quite simply for them. Yeah, I think, and, and that's what a lot of people want. I mean, just like any, like I, I get sent some crazy charts like <laughs> sometimes, like um, like I can't even tell you what's going on in the chart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, and yeah, is this other, yeah. And it, and it comes back to obviously people just um, sometimes overcomplicating because People think it's trading. It has to be complicated in order to make money. You have to put like 
a a million like indicators on there. I mean, I used to be like that. I used to have Bollinger Bands, MACDs, yeah. um, crossovers, anything. But I just like I just simplify it to see. Just at the end of the day, you just got to look at a candle and look at it as as as, as what it is, is it? as what it is, and yeah. psychology of people and how how this market's being traded. Um, and where the kind of momentum's going at the moment. I mean, when the market was, when we had that sharp uprise from April the 1st, you could tell as soon as we broke above um, four and a half thousand, there was a lot of appetite. Everyone, everyone was calling this price to go to 6,000 plus. And the momentum was there and it was like almost the perfect swing trade, if you like. Yeah. Um, yeah, so as we broke out as 4,700, we were targeting six thousand. I think six thousand was a was a quite an easy call from there. It was. It was pretty much because it, it was. I think once we broke out of four and a half thousand, it broke off broke us out of that um, area of um, accumulation, if you like, because that's what I look for in in especially trading crypto. You'd always get these periods of just pure sideways action, which is like when I see that, that is just. Buy, buy and sell orders set within a, a very strict range. Yeah, and supply and demand Kind of supply and demand zones, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, unfortunately, the the everyday trader has no power over when you're stuck in a, a tight range like that. I think it's very risky to to even trade it until you've got them further confirmations of where the actual price is going. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, another thing I was going to ask you is that I hear a lot on on not just on crypto crypto websites and, and and pages, but also kind of on the whole entrepreneurship and business side about diversifying your portfolio and kind of your finances, spreading it out across different assets. Do you do that as well, or do you do that in in different? Let's kind of stick to the the financial markets. Do you invest in stocks? Do you invest in forex and and also obviously crypto? mostly on stocks. So I've seen before that you invested in Netflix and Tesla. Are you still, are you still into that on the side or? Um, yeah, cause that's, that's, that's how this, this obviously journey started. Cause, um, I, I read a book called money master the game by Tony Robbins. Mm. And he talked about, um, um, compounding interest and, if putting your putting your money in in say like an index fund and then you put a set amount of money in every month and then obviously the compound interest after a certain amount of time it like it accumulates into a lot of money yeah so that's what sparked my interest so i started looking at um stocks and you know just brands that i that i knew myself were obviously netflix apple you know stuff like that that everyday person knew so i started in in invested in in that yeah uh, are they, and, are they, sorry go on and yeah i did make quite a bit of bit of money in it but then obviously my head got turned by the crypto and i found crypto a lot more exciting a lot more interesting and i, I just love the the technology and the and the ideology behind it and where it can go in the future so so what i ended up doing is um most of I, I liquidated most of my stocks and whatever I had in in stocks and shares, and put most of it into crypto because obviously that, that's why I saw the most potential and the most return on investment. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because 
there is a, there is a better return on investment potential for for crypto. Um, but it helps. I think it helps to go back to the the stock market um, sometimes, and to definitely to diversify your portfolio. Even investing in gold um, for a long term investment, and then a little bit into the stock market, a little bit into the crypto. I find that definitely helps, and it's something I've done myself. Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially especially as it as um, this is another thing, obviously, people never talk about is in any kind of market, not just crypto, but in, in the stock, you have to have um, patience. Yeah. You have to look for a, a value, a company that's, that, that you can get some kind of value of it. It's, that's, it's not overpriced as yet. Some, some like a company that's got kind of potential to, to, to grow. I mean, obviously, Netflix was... was um, one of them, um, because I saw everyone, everyone knew what Netflix was. There was a lot of demand for Netflix. Netflix were investing a lot of money. So for me, it was kind of a, an easy trade. And back then, when I made that type of money, I, I couldn't even look at a chart and tell you what a candlestick was. It was just based on fundamentals. And that's the thing with, with stock. Sometimes you don't need to go too much into charts and, and hourly charts and weekly charts. If you believe in a company and can see potential, it's just a matter of fact, just putting some money in there and just watch it grow. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because if you believe in the company, you can see kind of, you can see the buzz around it, not only on social media, but on actual physical contact with people. And you can, when you're talking to people, you can see that the demand is growing and people are getting more interested in the product like Netflix. Um, then it probably would be a good investment. Yeah. Yeah, Netflix and another one that was heavily invested in was was Apple and Amazon. Once again, you could you could ask anyone what Amazon and Apple was, and everyone knew about it. And, and with Apple, there was there was a lot of buzz about the Apple services more than just the Apple phone and how Apple Music and the services were often was growing. And again, Amazon, they were just like yeah killing uh, it. they were killing it yeah because every like you ask anyone where they're going to order something from always amazon so i saw the potential that it it had a lot of potential to to grow in price and even even now if i had to put my money in into the stock market it would probably be once again apple amazon netflix and even obviously tesla tesla's a bit of a up and down stock at the moment but eventually if they Manage to like do what they want to do. I think it can be that stock can be worth a lot of money in the future. Yeah, it's something that I've just recently invested in the last week, actually, um, based upon the technicals, as as we said, but but also based upon the fundamentals. I think that I, I believe in Elon Musk as a as an entrepreneur. I believe in the the vision that he's he set out and and the kind of project that he's building, and also I just believe in the company, what they're trying to do, and it's such a big opportunity. Um, and they're going to face hurdles um, on this to create this new market. They're kind of creating a whole new market with the electric car industry. But um, it's something that I've invested in based upon the technicals and also the fundamental side. But I do think it is good to diversify the, the portfolio into different areas, Forex stocks and also crypto, not just sticking to one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in line with that, what's your thoughts on um potentially a index bear market over the next few years correlating with the cryptocurrency bull market so do you think they'll 
kind of go in different directions where the, the fiat currencies do poorly and maybe into a bear market where the, this new asset class uh, starts an uptrend? Um, the thing is, it's a, it's a very interesting subject. I mean, you get a lot of people that, that talk about this inverse correlation of the, if the index market does well, then gold and Bitcoin are going to absolutely thrive in that kind of environment. And in, in theory, it, it should, because if you go back to the 2008 price crash, I mean, it correlates perfectly with Bitcoin, um, sorry, gold being at an all-time high, I think, in 2011. Yeah, because obviously these kind of markets are kind of considered a safe haven, if you like. When the market's going down, um, people put the the capital in in a safe haven or something where it's got a bit more stability. Yeah, um, it looks I like think, kind of a wealth shift, doesn't it? From just from one asset class to another, people, big big players, institutions, banks, governments, whoever it is, they're shifting their money from a certain asset, which is potentially overvalued to one that's undervalued that's the kind of theory behind it yeah and i, I kind of agree to like agree, agree like to that because um because obviously the, the, the stock the stock market has been in a 10-year bull market and yeah. i think it, it's it's coming to like the very ends now i mean a lot of people saying that the pricing and that the a lot of the assets and a lot of companies are kind of overvalued and it's and it's drew a correction and in theory when if when this correction and this like recession does happen which i think it could happen within within the next year or so um it'd be interesting to see if that capital that where that capital does shift to it's definitely going to go into gold and also yeah. the crypto market being where it is at the moment it just it makes sense because you see if, if you're a wealthy investor, you'll just look for the next, the next thing to, to pump as much money you can into, drive it to another all-time high price, and then just move over from asset to asset. Because once again, you've got to think like how someone with billions of dollars, what, what, what would they do? They wouldn't keep it in a market that's going down. They would just put it in a market that's been low, and they can push it again to all-time highs and get the hype around around it like we saw back in 2016 2017 yeah that's that's very true you got to think like the institutions and also goals had already had kind of a retracement already so massive retracement. yeah since kind of 2012 um or maybe the summer of 2011 it's it kind of reached all-time highs of kind of 19 1900 and then we've kind of retraced from there to 2016 of around one thousand dollars so it's kind of had that retracement already so it, it makes sense that if we do have an index recession a whole overall market recession then assets uh, or, or rather wealth can be shifted into these new into gold and then these new asset class of cryptocurrency and uh, and bring that volume up from kind of like 2.1 billion i think we are at the moment um and the daily transaction volume for forex is something like 5.5 trillion so we've got a long way to go in that sense but i do think we're going to start to see that shift in the coming years yeah i think that i think that's inevitable to be happened but i think it falls again to um um reg regulation and, and more clarity for when these companies can um can jump into it i mean because um i work in the um 
financial district in London in Canary Wharf, where you've got a lot of um, big, big, like multi-billion uh, financial institutions like like Northern Trust. You've got Morgan Stanley, yeah. JP Morgan, Deutsche Bank, um, Citibank. And then I've speak to a few people around the area about, you know, the big thing about crypto, are they invested? Why are they not jumping in it? They, they're kind of waiting for that. They've all said they're all waiting for that to be regulated. And then they, they're waiting for that one company to dip their toe into the market. And then the rest will follow. It will kind of be like a, a, a flood of capital, if you like. It would just be that first person, that first Big First financial time, institution, big bank to say, yeah, that's it. We're in crypto. We're actually trading it. It's it 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 has some uh, like like regulation. There's some clarity around that. They are allowed to invest in it. And then obviously, then you see this massive surge of capital coming to the market. Yeah, yes, yeah. So that first domino, whether that's an actual bank, whether it's a uh, some sort of a regulatory framework or some sort of law passed that then can set the rest off in a kind of domino effect to, um, to continue. I do think that will happen. I think that a lot of, I think a lot of companies, banks are actually building behind the scenes and because of a lot of uh, privacy laws and things like that, they can't actually release uh, what they're actually building at the moment. But then once it does come out, it'll come out very, very quickly. As we've seen in the last, I would say three months with Nike, Apple, um samsung lots of different companies announcing products facebook and it's all happened so quickly but that was all being built probably last year so when it does come i think it will come very very fast and a lot of banks will actually um get into the market yeah i mean when it does come it will come fast and and, yeah. and furious and i and then when i tell people about um the next actual bull market in in crypto it will be a lot more sustained it'd be a lot more it, the, the prices will just absolutely dwarf what the current all-time highs that were i mean one because you've got that actual use case one you'll have more capital behind it and that, an actual instead of just pure speculation yeah do you think it do you think it'll be as parabolic as the last bull no. market no definitely not one because the um, people like me and you, or and, and people that have been in the market for the past year or or two, will be a bit more cautious about pricing, and they're people a bit more clued up about the 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 market. So you you'll get a lot of swings. I think this one it won't just be absolute parabolic. From you won't see them one thousand five hundred. Um, like dollar rises i think it'd be a bit more choppy a bit more up and down but a lot more sustained you know over time yeah yeah um just the fact that people a bit more clued up on where to take profit and people because they've been um destroyed on so many trades they, they will just see that as soon as they can recoup some of the investment people will just take their money out straight away instead of having some patience actually seeing the market is still rising um, and people are just going to be a bit more cautious and so scared because this market has put a lot of fear into people. And it's, yeah, that's, that's what I think because it's just how people, uh, how long they've been to this market for and how, yeah, I just think people are just more clued up. Yeah, I, th I think that a lot of people that have been in this market for a very long time, I've been holding 
I think they'll want to take profits and there'll be yeah. key psychological points, um, price points on, on whatever chart you're looking at, maybe Bitcoin, $10,000, even all-time highs. They'll be wanting to take profit at those levels. And then we might see those swings that you speak about there, these big long retracements, 61.8 retracements potentially, and then the move back up. But I do think there'll be, yeah, there will be profit taken at certain levels. Um, but after these all-time highs, I think we will start to, not, not essentially as parabolic as we did last time, but I think after the all-time highs, because there's no previous data, there will be a lot of fear. There will be a lot of uncertainty. And, yeah. um, I, don't think many, I don't think many people don't actually know what's going to happen next, and, and it will drive speculation from there on out. Yeah, that's that's going to be a a major thing. Like, even, like for anyone that's been into crypto, as soon as um, Bitcoin passes twenty thousand, I don't think anyone will be to call the absolute top where price can get to. Um, it's it, I think at that point where price can go up to and where it's going to retrace it will be out of like be out of our hands if you like. I think it'd be up to the people that are driving the markets to wherever they want to drive it to obviously cause more speculation, cause more like euphoria in the market. Um, and I think it's going to come into play with obviously a lot of news out, outlets out there saying Bitcoin's now past 20,000 is a million dollars inside. Yeah. Oh yeah. There'll be, get, no, there'll be no cap to it then, will there? No, it, it, it will be all over social media. It will be on every single newspaper. Um, the way I, the way I judge the market is when my dad starts speaking about crypto. <laughs> I know it's a good time or bad time because he doesn't really know much. He sees whatever he sees from, say, the BBC media outlets yeah. and or what's come of word of mouth. And I think that's a kind of a good indicator of, of when a good time to jump out in the market will be. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. When I think when the, um, when the regular person maybe the person who isn't isn't really invested in cryptocurrency or even in the space when they start talking about it and they start maybe um suggesting that even you buy it or um or you even get into cryptocurrency that's when you kind of know that speculation has started and um and when that happens as i said it just goes completely out of control and that's where we as traders we need to have that strong mentality and that's what we spoke about uh, at the start of the podcast, really, to have that strong mentality and to kind of set targets and to think about why you're actually in this market and break it down um, and try and control your mind, control the greed. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to, you're going to have to remain, even though there's going to be a bunch of euphoria and no doubt, um, I've got no doubt when, when this euphoria and this excitement happens in the market, there's no doubt I'll be getting like 50 messages a day about crypto. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will judge it on the growth of my social media as well. Cause at that point, every, every person will be searching on YouTube or Instagram, anything crypto related to, you know, try to try and get that, um, like, like to, to be kind of pointed in the right direction or what, what the next hot coin is to, is to buy. I mean, you had a lot of that back in the day. Um, people just showing to you what the next hot altcoin is, where to put your money, where to get the most return. I think at that point, um, that would be a good indication to me where where market is going and, and where the next all-time high is about to be. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, to be fair, I do see that still now on Twitter. Even some of the coins that Binance have released um, on their exchange, uh, Matic's one of them. You just see those, they, they're getting put across Twitter quite a lot, saying buy this coin, buy this coin, when really we don't know really much about the actual project, about the team, about the vision of the company, what use case they're bringing to the world. We just know that they're built upon the Binance platform. Yeah, and, and for some people, that's it. That's, that's enough. Um, thing. So basically, what I think these, these initial exchange offerings are, they're just like... Um, ICOs, but they they kind of put in a different package, if you like. Mm. So there's no, in, in my opinion, there's no much different to it. They're, especially these coins are just pure um, speculation. But because the return on investment, if you if you can get in there as the if you're because I know Binance do like this lottery type, so we've got to hold a certain amount of Binance coin to be able to put in like a in a like a prize draw to actually buy these coins before they get released okay. because the return of investments is like seven eight nine times ten times yes it drives enough speculation and enough capital into these coins and just people just jumping on it straight away people don't know what i, I couldn't even tell you what's behind um matic or what any of these coins do no, no i don't i've no idea and to be fair, I'm not really interested in re- in investing in ICOs, IEOs, or anything like that. What's your thoughts on the new Bitfinex uh, token? I've seen it. Is it it's that Leo token, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Are you are you would you would you take that? Would you invest in that, or is it something you'd stay away from? Per, per, personally, like at the moment, I think a lot of these like exchanges are kind of copying what Binance are doing with regards to the Binance coin and, and the use case it's, it's happened and the growth it's had. So they just, I think they, a lot of exchanges are just jumping to release their own exchange coins now to get the kind of bars and, and money they, that Binance have had. And some are good, some are, some are just like, they've just been put out there just to make money. Yeah. Well, that, that, that um, Bitfinex token came on the back of the $850 million cover up from Teva. And that's why they had to release that token. That's the only reason why, because they had to raise 1 billion to pay off those losses. And so it's, it's kind of built foundationally built upon, um, bad fundamentals, bad press, negative, negative vibes in a sense. So it's not something I would personally go for. No, it's, it's something that I've not even looked into. I mean, the only reason I bought into, um, Binance coin when I did is it's just I saw the the the, the potential the project uh, the 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 company behind it the people that are running the company and it, and it just I saw too much potential and because it's just the number one cryptocurrency exchange the thing is with Bitfinex if I'm not mistaken you need a ten thousand dollar minimum um, I think it, they've reduced it to one thousand dollars now I, I might be wrong on that but. I did see something a few months ago that it was previously that they've also got something called Ethfinex. It's just kind of a side project yeah. um, off that. And you can have 1000 USD to start that. Um, but yeah, as you said, $10,000 was, was the previous deposit um, deposit you had to put on there. Yeah. I think, I think with that, 
um, it kind of shut a lot of people out, out of the market. Some people haven't got, even though they might be good traders or be looking to buy into the market, I think that shut off a lot of potential people. And that's why I think Binance has done so well because they, they didn't have that kind of barrier of entry. It's yeah. a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, obviously with Binance, obviously they get, they're coming into margin trading very soon. Um, and with not having a barrier of entry into that, I think a lot of people are going to just jump on it and just get burned anyway. Yeah, they're going to get wrecked. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, with, with, with Bitfinex, it's never been an exchange that I've, I've ever looked, like, looked into or even thought about trading like into. Especially now with that, obviously, that cover-up and yeah. everyone's talking about the reason the the bull market happened in 2017 is just like Bitfinex, obviously, is affiliated with, with Teva. They were just printing out Teva and just buying Bitcoin with the Teva and nothing was ever back in that Teva. It, it was just like a fabricated um, bull market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, to be fair, if that was true, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be that surprised. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either because they had they had a lot more to to gain out of it than than anyone else. A lot of these exchanges have. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think I heard something about either Bittrex or Kraken. I'm not sure who it was that they're going to release a IEO. Did you hear that? Yeah, and it, it... once again, everyone's following the trend of Binance. I mean. A lot of these coins, a lot of these exchanges before, they didn't even have a, a currency, uh, an exchange coin. But now they, they're all copying the, the same kind of format Binance is going. So I think yeah. we, we're going to get it a lot now. Whatever Binance is doing with margin, with the IEOs, it's, it's, it's just another way to, to raise capital and it's another way to, for a lot of like, unfortunately, a lot of people new to the market just to get wrecked, basically yeah yeah definitely okay we're gonna try and uh wrap it up now i've got a question for you um what's your future plans for crypto in terms of like trading in terms of your education on youtube instagram have you got any more have you got any more ideas and plans you want to throw out there or do you want to keep them uh locked away for, for now and then release them later on what's what's the thoughts you can you can present to us at the moment um in regards to in, in regards to like my obviously my Instagram, I just want to put a lot more um, a lot more educational stuff stuff on there um, regarding to like patterns, candle formations. I want to put a lot more um, yeah, I just want to put a lot more content and a lot more obviously a lot be just a bit more frequent on there. Um, in regards to my YouTube, it. it I just want to change it up a bit. Um, talk about, obviously, we're talking about, you know, the psychology. Um, I want to do some, you know, um, videos of just me talking rather than just doing, you know, technical analysis breakdown. Talk about how I got into crypto about, um, yeah. Yeah, I just want to do something different to what everyone else is doing. And I've got a few ideas. I mean, um, yeah, I've got a few ideas. I've got a few ideas running in my head of how yeah. I want to do it. You know, like um, new coin reviews, project like up upcoming projects. What I'm personally investing in. Um, what what coin like what to look out for within social media. Um, yeah, 
a lot of, a lot of ideas going on a lot of thoughts a lot of creativity then yeah I'm, I'm trying yeah i'm just trying to just you know to you know to do something different to what every other person is is, is doing because i think especially when you're a channel starting up you kind of um you can get lost in the crowd if you like if you if you're doing um similar stuff to what every other person's doing you kind of need to offer something different yeah to stand out i think and it's it's definitely difficult on social media because there is a lot of um there's a lot of people out there promoting cryptocurrency and and publishing like blogs and doing websites and doing courses and doing different things and it's difficult to stand out um but as i said I think we said about this before that we are quite early in this market and also that when this this mass adoption does come in we are not a lot new traders come in and and um i think there'll be a lot more people come into social media and they'll see different accounts that have been previously in bear markets been building and building their following and building their content and then we'll grow as traders we'll grow as uh, social media platforms online as well so it's good for us to be creating content right now rather than later on maybe in a year's time yeah that's that's one of the main reasons that obviously i created my channel when i did is is like just like with trading in crypto and the stock market i, mean, I think obviously patience is gonna pay off uh, the ones that have been the most patient are the ones that are going to get rewarded the most i mean that can go with your trading obviously with crypto the ones that have been patient the most will get paid the we get paid the most yeah um and again come the content creating the, the ones that have been patient you know you know just keep putting that content out they keep getting you know trying to get that engagement when this yeah like you said when this adoption comes and this and this wave of new new people get, get jump onto crypto obviously they're going to go to they're going to they, once they search they're going to come to you and your numbers obviously going to just start like like right like as the market goes up, obviously your subscriber numbers will go up, your following will go up, everything will go up. But it's it's about building now and building your kind of like um, finding your kind of like niche in the crypto market, if you like, and finding you know finding out who you're about, what you're about, and and you know just building, having that structure behind it, and it's almost like a full time job. Obviously, you you all know like with social media. YouTube, it almost takes up the majority of your day. But when someone approaches you and said, Oh, you know what, thank you. I've learned a lot from you, it just all cut and makes it worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. And it's about bear market building. That's what I think. Um, just trying to build build yourself, build your mindset, build your trading, technical analysis, your fundamentals and the content you're creating online, building it in a bear market. And then for the bet for the bull market to come around, you'll get a wave of new um interest and a lot more attention and obviously you'll make profit off the markets yeah definitely i mean yeah when the when this wave does happen i think the ones that have been prepared the ones who've been patient i think that's who's going to be rewarded the most definitely think so okay i'm going to wrap up the podcast there thanks for joining me on the podcast episode one of season two chris no problem absolutely my pleasure mate enjoyed it yeah so um thanks for everyone listening please go and follow chris on instagram and youtube what's your names on there on uh, youtube it is down as crypto chris and on instagram i'm at, at money dropout also as crypto chris as well yeah go and follow him on there and this has been the cryptonomy podcast episode one of season two 
hope you enjoyed it and join me next friday for the next podcast